0: Thanks for listening to the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry, here to help educate, motivate, and put you on the right path to take control of your health through weekly discussions on topics in the medical field, public health arena, and in your community. And now, your host, Dr. Barry. What's up, everybody? Dr. Barry Pierre here, your favorite board certified internist, bringing you another edition of Medicine Mondays. Month of October is here. The last quarter of the year is here. But unfortunately, this is not all about celebration. This is all about awareness. We have Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and you're going to know it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month because all over your TV, all over the commercials, you're going to see the color pink start rising uh, out of the grave. Like No one wears pink any other time but that month of October. And then they put it away come November. So we're going to be talking about Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Of course, I would be remiss not to touch on certain points that I think we need to highlight on, especially for African-American women when it comes to breast cancer awareness, because it's such a, it's such an important disease. One, because just like colon cancer, and you've heard me talk about this before, if we catch it early enough we could stomp it out. There's a 99% survival rate, five-year survival rate on breast cancer if caught in its early stages. Like that's, again, obviously we can't give you 100%, but we're saying that if we catch this in early period, early stages, we have a five-year survival rate of 99%. Like, if that doesn't get you out of your seat, getting ready uh, to learn some information, learn where you need to like, hey, you know what, do I need to, you know, you know, get get my mammogram? Do I need to tell my family members about, you know, getting uh, their breasts checked and all that? Like, do I need to get up and going now as we end the year, hopefully on a strong point in regards to healthcare? care and so important. So I like to start out, especially these stories here, because I think a lot of times when we hear these statistics and we just hear these stories, a lot of times it doesn't connect to us. As a physician who's done outpatient medicine, inpatient medicine, rehab, I've done kind of all phases of medicine. I've seen it at different points, right? I've seen the patient who was just coming in for their regular visit. You know what? They were 40 years old. They were 45 years old. Maybe they were symptomatic. Maybe they weren't, but you know, they had a physician, aka me, who recognized, hey, you know what? I think it's about that time for you to get checked. I think it's about that time for you to just, you know, again, kind of cross it off your list. All right, yes, my breasts are not trying to kill me. You've probably seen this before, uh, and I've seen some amazing shirts uh, that said my breasts try to kill me uh, from uh, breast cancer survivor uh, patient, so, which I love to see. So I'm taking care of patients who've just come in for the routine visit. Routine visit, hey, you know what? It's about that time. I'm 40, I'm 45. 50 used 50 used to be the age uh but we fought back against that because it was ridiculous um yeah it it was just ridiculous uh so it used to be the age where we'd have to wait all the way to 50 years old if you're asymptomatic we've able to kind of move that uh into earlier screening times 45 and 40 just depending on family history which we'll talk about is so important so we got to the point where i'm talking to my young patients again my 40 45 year old hey you need to get it done Doc, I don't feel the symptoms. Everything looks right. Okay, I'll go do it for you. I've also taken care of the person who didn't recognize, you know what, maybe I should get this checked out. Who didn't recognize, hey, you know what, I do have a family history that puts me at an increased risk. I do have some issues and concerns that may make me more susceptible to dealing with cancer, especially of the breasts. And fortunately, I was able to get those people to also get their uh, breast exams done and mammograms done, the subsequent things they need to occur. I've also taken care of the patients who, when we talk about that five-year survival rate, they weren't a part of that uh, criteria. Because of lack of access, because of a lack of knowledge and not knowing any better. I I remember it to this day, like it's almost ingrained into me. Uh, and this is why, especially as a primary care physician, just physician in general, you should always ask your patient a question and and always allow your patient to give you the answer. Because a lot of times, and I see this a lot, especially when I was training residents, is that they'll ask a question, but the reason why they ask the question is so they can get to the next question. They're not even allowing their patients to digest and say, okay, all right. I, I see. And they're not even allowing for any digestment of the actual answer. So... I asked this patient, hey, you know, got your breast checked any time recently? No, I'm okay. No, you're, you're not okay. You're like, you're like 55 years old, need to get done. Like any family history? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It was just one of those things which unfortunately is not atypical. It's not atypical for a person to come into your office and have no clue right? Have no clue about their family history, have no clue about the risk factors, and be kind of laissez-faire when it comes to getting uh, their own personal health checkup. But I continue to push. I continue to push. Sorry to break your concentration. I know you are probably knee-deep into today's episode, but do not forget, check out our Lunch and Learn community store, shop.drberrypierre.com. Remember to use the code EMPOWER10 and make sure you are leaving us a five-star review, especially on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Thank you. Now back to your regularly scheduled podcast. And once that patient felt comfortable enough to say, you know what, this doc actually cares about me. This doc's not trying to rush me out the door. Hey, doc, I have something to show you. And of course, didn't think anything of it, right? I'm, you know, we're in the doctor's office. You know, we've been talking about 15, 20 minutes. Sure, what do you have to show me? And she proceeds to show me this large mass, this large mass coming out of her chest. It was, and and not by coming out, just kind of pushing out. No, no, no. She had been dealing with this mass for so long that has already protruded and broken the skin. She just had gauze over it. And as long as it wasn't leaking or anything, she didn't think anything of it. And again, you may be thinking, all right, there's no way... No way someone's walking around with a mass almost the size of like a tennis ball on their chest and just kind of like, ah, eh. but you would be surprised. And it was there I knew, okay, one, you're already past the stage where I think you need a mammogram because you have cancer. That's what that looks like. That is cancer until proven otherwise, which unfortunately it was. But it told me that like patients because of the lack of trust, because of, you know, just the lack of worth will we'll just allow things to kind of happen to themselves. Like how many of you all, especially if you're in listening distance, or if you're watching this on the YouTube channel, watching distance, how many of you all like have an ailment that you've been dealing with that you just keep you in your mind, you just totally ignore it? Your bowel habits have changed and your stool doesn't look quite right, totally ignore it. You go to use the bathroom. It takes a much longer time for you to use the bathroom. Maybe there's some issues with your screen. Totally ignore it. You're seeing this, you know, this skin issue that looks disfigured. Looks, just looks weird. Seems to be growing something. Like, it doesn't even look like a mole. You're just totally ignoring it. Because for us, we're okay kind of, you know, sitting in our bliss of ignorance instead of getting the job done. And like, you know what, let me go check this out. Because understanding that... I may not want the answer that I'm about to find out. So if if I don't go looking for the answer, that's what it is. So that's what happened with this lady here, right? She was like, you know, this thing is growing, it's growing, it's growing. I haven't seen a doctor in almost a decade. And I almost was going to leave this doctor's office without even showing him, showing him, hey, I got this mask on my chest. Unfortunately, I was going to check anyways, but I almost left the office, but I felt worthy enough. And I felt like I trusted this person enough that, you know what? Hey, this is what's going on. Like this, this is what I got going on here. So I, I like to start with that story because again, it, it becomes, I hope it serves as a snapshot. I don't want you to be that person who waits to the very end. And when I say five-year survival rate of 99%, I can't even put you in that category. I don't want you to be that person. Right. I want you to be the person who says, you know what, I'm going to get this checked earlier. Like, I'm not going to wait until, you know, it's too late. I'm not going to wait till I fall out of that ninety nine percentile group because that's wild to be. Right. So let's let's get some facts and figures. Right. Because, again, I think it's again, obviously, it's one thing to kind of know. It's another thing to know what the numbers are. Right. Let's 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 talk about some numbers. Right. I know you guys are at numbers People, it helps, again, it helps you kind of kind of pinpoint, like, okay, yes, I know everybody's wearing pink, but clearly it's got to be serious. One in eight women will be diagnosed with breast cancer this year. Over Almost 300,000 women and about 2,800 men, right? So again, yes, men, you are not immune to getting breast cancer, which is always this, this weird. I'm, I'm not sure why. <laughs> But guys, 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 let me talk to you guys for a second. right? Even though I know this is an episode about breast cancer, so you probably already tuned it out. But if you have not, like, the fact that you think that only women can get breast cancer, and a lot of you guys think that, I don't know where y'all got that from, but let's stop that today. Hey, what's up, everybody? It is your truly Dr. Barry Pierre with another commercial break for the Lunch and Learn community members. If you've been asking, hey, you know what, what can I do to get breast? more involved with the lunch and learn community what can i do to get more involved with dr barry i got something for you this year we have launched the lunch and learn patreon community where you get access to a private discord access to live q a's depending on the tier you select you can even become a producer on the show and choose your next topic that you want to hear and even suggest guest. So I want you to do right now after listening to this episode, of course, is join me at drberrypierre.com slash Patreon. Check out the different tiers and join me in our private discord today. Everyone's wearing pink because men and women can get breast cancer. Of course, obviously women get it more and there's a lot of hormone related issues because of it. But like, let's stop the craziness. y'all. Yeah. I kind of mentioned the five year survival rate. Uh, we talked about uh, early detection being so important, mammograms, ultrasounds, uh, you know, just physical exams, monthly breast exams. There's a lots of different ways to kind of, you know, fall into the 99% group. croup, right? There's a lot of different ways to do it and to catch it early because, again, early is better for any disease. You can think about early is always going to be better uh, when it comes to that. Here's some cases. Here's the numbers. Here, right, fifty five thousand. Cases: fifty-five thousand cases of the two ninety-seven will be due to non-invasive breast cancers, which means the other, right, around the rest of that two forty is going to be due to invasive breast cancers. Right. Extremely important. Currently, right now, there are three point eight million breast cancer survivors here in the United States, and this is a number that again you should it should hit you. Forty-three thousand women will die this year from breast cancer. Forty-three thousand women. It's such an important disease, right, because, one, there's a whole month that's dedicated to it, y'all. There's a whole month that's dedicated to it. It affects so many different people. Again, it's the number, is the most common cancer uh, for women. Um, on average, every two minutes a woman is diagnosed with breast cancer, 64% of cases are diagnosed at the localized stage, right, which means... The other 36% is not um, in, in that regards. And I always like to kind of factor in, especially when we think about breast cancer. And then I think about uh, a community that I take care of a lot, right? That you know obviously is my home, right? The African-American community, right, when it comes to breast cancer. These are some numbers here. African-American women have a 40% cancer mortality rate. African-American women have a 40% Mortality rate due to breast cancer. Five year survival rate for 99 is 99%, right? Five year survival rate, 99%. But African American women are dying at a clip of 40%. That tells you not diagnosed early enough, that tells you not recognized a lack of access uh, to healthcare system. So many different factors are piling onto that fact there, right? So again, should be extremely important, right? That number should scare you. Mortality rate of black women diagnosed with breast cancer is 42% higher compared to those of white women. Among women younger than the age of 40, younger than the age of 40, y'all. So remember, we typically start uh, screening for breast cancer at age 40. If you're younger, than some family history at age 40. Some people do 45, but uh, um, again, yeah, African American women look at your age 40, right? Uh, among women younger than 40%. 40, breast cancer incidence is higher among African-American women than white women. Triple negative breast cancer uh, is more aggressive and associated with higher mortality rate. Guess what? More common in African-American women. And the reason why triple negative is a bad thing, because when we're looking and trying to think about, hey, what type of treatment options I can have, if you have hormone positive related... Uh, breast cancer, guess what? I have a medicine that goes after that specific hormone. But if you have a triple negative, which means negative this, negative this, negative that, guess what? My medication can not specifically go towards your breast cancer. So I have to give you this one that's more broad base, right? So again, mortality rate um, is increased and survival rate decreases because of it, right? So just so, so we can kind of wrap our minds around it. Breast cancer is leading cause of cancer death in, uh, in the United States for African-American women. And uh, there's been association with the use of hair dye. Right. Um, and at least uh, at least every five to eight weeks uh, had a higher uh, breast cancer risk. Right. So, again, these are yeah, these are just kind of telling and troubling facts. Right. When we talk about breast cancer. Right. The fact that it affects a lot of people. It's such a common disease. The fact that, yes, it does affect men, right? Because you should know that, right? Um, but more importantly, that even in our subset populations and our communities, that it's it's not an equal opportunity cancer, right? Like, it's going to affect one community at a much significant rate than it affects the other. Which, again, we aren't—if you, if you're just now following me, if this is your first time following me, you're like, oh, wow, this is surprising. But if you've been following me for a while, you're like, yeah, we know because— Every disease does this. Blood pressure, diabetes, high cholesterol, subset population, those who routinely um, get left out in screening, routinely get left out in treatment, uh, routinely get left out in regards to access of care are going to be more predominantly affected at a worse rate. So when you see everyone out here wearing pink, when you see everyone out here, you know, again, you know, the football play, like it's always fun to like, see the football players and everybody just wearing pink, wearing pink. And you see all these um, marketing campaigns for wearing pink and you see all the organizations that are raising money for wearing pink. Recognize that there are people on the other side right, who have to deal with this every single day whether they're on the side of surviving or their side of living, trying to get through uh, this cancer. There are people on both sides affected. It's not just a color to them. It's not like, hey, the month of October, now let me think about my breast cancer. No, this is something that affects families, affects many, many people, many times over year on round. So I want to talk about why is it so important to get tested early and get diagnosed early? Because if we know, if we want to know, how do you fall into that 99 percentile? Everything starts from when did you start looking for it? And you have to ask the right questions. And when I say ask the right questions as a, as a, just an out, especially when I'm doing outpatient medicine, I do outpatient medicine, right? In regards to any type of disease, but especially when we talk about cancer, family history is so important. It screams. It screams it. And, and I, again, I challenge I challenge anyone who's listening to us watching me right now, how many of you have a good grip on the family history, especially from a medical standpoint? Especially because I know in our community, we don't like to talk about our quote unquote business. I don't want to talk about my business. You know, granny's been dealing with, you know, colon cancer for years. No one knows. Right. No, like maybe one maybe one daughter knows. Maybe one son knows because she told, but she said, don't tell everybody else. Like, no, like uncle's been dealing with some type of cancer. This person's been dealing with some type of illness. We want to keep it to ourselves. The problem is it, it is a detriment to those who come behind us. So I always ask the questions, hey, what's going on from a family historical standpoint? Because anytime I talk about a disease where I'm talking about breast cancer, where I'm talking about colon cancer, all these, whatever whenever I'm talking about disease, Recognizing, hey, when did someone in your family get diagnosed will change the time frame that I start looking for it in you. A few years ago, we had Chadwick Bozeman pass away from uh you know late-stage colon cancer. He got it in his 30s. I can only imagine that he likely had family members, right, who developed it in their 40s. So what happens is now you got to like, all right, if your family member it in their 40s, I got to backtrack and try to see if I can do what? Catch it early. So the same thing with breast cancer. Any family history of breast cancer in your family? Any type of, especially hormone related cancers, breast cancer, vaginal cancer, endometrial cancer, uh, because we know estrogen plays a significant role in it. Like any history of that, especially at a certain age, because I may not wait to your 45 to start screening for breast cancer. I might not wait till you're 40 to start screening for breast cancer, right? Like, so for the people who are watching and listening to this, like ask yourself, hey, like, can my breast kill me? And do I need to check on one of my family members to see, hey, when did you get checked? Like, how often are you getting checked? Like, do I need to do that? Because them getting checked, right? Those who are older than you is just as important as you getting checked yourself. I make sure I want to make sure we quote that right. Your family members, especially your older generation family members, them keeping themselves up with their health checks is just as important as you keeping yourself up. Because it's it's all cool to be like, all right, yeah, I already know. When I turn forty, I'm gonna be testing myself for colon cancer and prostate cancer and all these other things there and breast cancer. Like I, it's cool if you say that, but if mom, dad, you know, older uncle, older brother, like if they don't do that in their 40s, and you're sitting here waiting to get to 40 to do that, that becomes a problem, right? Because now you got that family history that gets triggered. That means you should have probably got checked five to 10 years earlier. You didn't. So by the time you walk into your 40s, hey, you've got a late stage cancer. Why didn't you get it checked earlier? So the understanding that the importance of early screening is so important, because guess what? We have more treatment options when we catch it early versus when we catch it late. We have which you may think like, oh, does it make any sense? Yes. If we catch something earlier, my options to treat it are much more uh, expanded. But if I catch it later, guess what? Like, all right, I'm only left with one or two options. You don't want to be left with one or two options because that's how you fall out of the 99 percentile group. Right, You want as many options as possible. You can't get as many options as possible if you're messing around and you're checking uh, your cancer late, right? Such an extremely important uh, issue, right? Because again, it's just one of those things where a lot of people think that like it doesn't matter if I get it checked early or not. No, that's a lie. Right. So, again, we are asking about that family history. We're asking about your personal history, um, you know, whether you've had children, didn't have children, uh, had menstrual cycle late, didn't have menstrual cycle. Like because especially because breast cancer, and we kind of mentioned it about being hormone sensitive. We know that these fluctuations in hormones can play a factor, whether you be in an increased risk or not in an increased risk for the cancer, especially when it comes to breast cancer, right? So these are all these questions that we're just getting. But remember, you can't answer these questions if you are not getting yourself checked out. If you're not doing your regular checkup, you can't get these questions answered. So you got like, that's the first part. You got to go and say, all right, let me go get myself done. We're going into the last quarter of the year. How many of you have had your uh, annual wellness visits? How many of you have checked yourselves? Like, Hey, you know, even even, even my young superstars, because I know I got all young superstars who've uh, watched the uh, show or follow me on the podcast. Like how many of you have got your wellness exams and, and got your routine blood work done and make sure everything is dot, 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 dot? Like how many of you have done that? If not a lot, if, again, we're going into the last quarter, right? Like if, if, if for some reason you forgot about it, make this be a reminder. When you see everyone wearing pink, say, oh, you know what? I didn't get myself checked out yet. Let me go. Let me go to the doctor real quick, right? Let me go get my numbers done. Let me go put my arm in that blood pressure machine at the pharmacy just to make sure my blood pressure isn't sky high. Let me do these things here, right? Early detection will always save lives. Early detection, more options to save lives. That's how that should be the quote. Early detection equals more options to save your life. Like let's so give us a chance uh, to save your life. Lifestyle factors lifestyle risk factors. Oh, come on. Y'all already know what I'm about to say. Y'all already know I'm about to say. My cigarette smokers, what are we doing to ourselves in the year 2023? The vapors, what are we doing to ourselves in the year 2023? Now, there's no, there's no, especially because I know someone's gonna, they always mention it. What about marijuana? Nothing out yet. Nothing out yet that says that there should be some concern. But of course the jury's still out. And I'm not I'm not telling you not to say, oh, my God, stay away from marijuana. I'm just saying right now we know who the bad people are. Tobacco. <laughs> like we know who the bad people are. Cigarettes. We know who the bad people are. We know that there's increased risk uh, of those, again, hormone related obesity. Like We know there's increased risk um, if you uh, are you know taking in dyes and chemicals and things. We know that there's increased risk for these things here. So we're going to go after the things we know. Like I said, I don't know nothing about marijuana right now, so I can't give you any tips on marijuana. But I do know that if you're smoking cigarettes, I do know that if, uh, you know, you've dealt with chemicals, chemicals in your hair, like this, like, I do know if you've had increased risk for, like, radiation and things there. Like, I do know if you've had these risk factors here, guess what? You should be making sure that your breast cancer screening and just screening in general is taken care of. The month of October, we're all wearing pink, But we want to make sure, we want to make sure, right, that we fall if we happen to. We're going to knock on wood. But if we happen to fall, we want to make sure we don't fall out of that 99 percentile in that five-year rate. We don't want to do that. And how do we do that? We get ourselves early. We get our family history. We get our regular history. We get our regular checkups. We recognize, hey, when is it that I should be getting screened? 40, 40, 40. Think of that number. 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40. When should I be getting screened? That's when we know it's go time. and That's when we know, hey, I need to get myself checked out because I don't want Dr. Barry on here saying like, why didn't you get it checked out? Like, like, for those of me, I not know, especially if you've been, if you're just catching uh, you're one of my new subscribers, I wish I appreciate you. I love you. Um, new podcast listeners, appreciate you, love you. I don't let an October go by and I don't talk about breast cancer. You're gonna get a, a video about it, you're gonna get a podcast about it. I'm gonna do a blog, I don't know, you know, I don't even like doing blogs that much anymore. I'm gonna do a blog post about it. I'm going to make sure breast cancer is on your mind for the month of October and hopefully. the rest of the months but definitely for the month of october because that's when i know i can get you guys attention here now there are definitely some food related uh things that are that show some relation right to just just healthy living lifestyle in general what I'll do is in the show notes in the description, I will put a couple of links links uh, to certain sources that talk about some nutritional benefits and things we should be trying to avoid or trying to get more of, right? Just to have a healthier lifestyle, which may have some, may have some. Again, I'm not, I'm not here to tell you that if you eat, think of a, a zucchini, like if you eat zucchinis, uh, you decrease your risk for cancer. Not here to tell you that. But I'm here to tell you that again, we ever having a balanced style of our eating and weight loss and exercise helps in general. So why wouldn't why wouldn't it help uh, when we're trying to uh, reduce our risk for cancer, right? Because that's the goal. How do we reduce our risk for cancer? Again, the quote: earlier the better. Early detection, more options to save my life. Early detection, more often to save my life. So I am yours truly, Doctor Barry. Again, bringing you another amazing episode. If I, you know, say so myself about breast cancer awareness, about you know early detection, about not becoming a statistic that you don't want to be. Again, if you have to be a statistic when we're talking about breast cancer, be the one who falls in that ninety nine percent percentile after five years of surviving. Be in that group. If you have, I don't want no one to be in that group. But the numbers, the numbers say it themselves, one in eight women will get diagnosed with breast cancer this year. So if you're going to be one in eight, if you're going to be in listening ear of one in eight, because you may not be the one in eight, but you may be a listening ear of the one, someone who's in the one in eight. You got it because, again, that's pretty common. Right. Understand how can we help prevent, you know, any, you know, end stage mortality rate affects it especially in the african-american community you know my heart always goes out to african-american community and when i see that 99 percentile five-year survival rate but for us if we just looked at us there's a 40 percentile mortality rate aka dying that hurts me that hurts me. So that that's why you're going to get this discussion every October, because like if if I can just save one person and then the next year I save another person, and the next year I save another person, I would have done my job. So I'm going to put links to some healthy, uh, you know, you know, help some articles about healthy living associated with just cancer reduction risk put some uh links to uh, certain organizations especially when we talk about access uh, to care especially if you need to know where you, where can you get your next mammogram at. i'm put a i'm put a i' put a bunch of links in because this is the one where i need you to go to your outside sources and get your information going right so i'm here truly dr Barry pierre and i'm gonna see you guys next week Thank you for getting to the end of the episode. I am yours truly, Dr. Barry Pierre, favorite board certified internist. Like always, remember to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a five-star review, and more importantly, share this to at least two of the five of your friends and family members that you know that could be empowered with the words that you heard today. Again, so appreciative of all you guys' support. See you guys next week.